podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Thorough Universe. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. Welcome back, all you Rex. Do all you shinies. Welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast. Before we start, please make sure that you check out the links in the description below to follow us on all of our social medias. That is Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure that you join our Discord for all lovely Discordian talks. And make sure if you want to support us in an above and beyond way that you support us on Patreon. Because in our Gungan Boss tier on Patreon, we do a giveaway every month and we are going to be giving away this Lego Advent Calendar for November 1st. That way you get this bad boy before December starts so you can start building it all throughout December. So if you want a chance to win this pretty cool Lego set, make sure that you are in the Patreon under the Gungan Boss tier. Yeah. And with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, um, we're coming at you live from the 1313 Podcast Studio. One more Welcome. thing, one more thing, one more thing. Everybody, on Sunday, October 30th, we are doing our 1313 first annual costume party live stream. That is true. For this Halloween. This is annual? Make sure we say first annual year. and never do it again. <laughs> first annual and last annual. And yes, so make sure to go check out more details on that on our social media yep. soon. Mm-hmm. But if you want to submit your costume for the contest, make sure that you're in the Discord. We have a channel set up for that. And if you don't want to be in Discord because you're weird, just shoot us an email with a picture of your costume submission before the stream starts that Dude, Sunday. That's the email right there. That's the email right there. What? 1313podcastofficial at gmail.com. Hmm. Either oh. way. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, but, yeah. Everybody. We, yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is a special episode of the podcast. Coming at you live from the 1313 Podcast Studio, we are going to be doing a nice special today. A very special special. A special that is quite special. I've waited a long time for this Tales moment. of the Jedi dropped today. Yeah, The Dave Filoni mixtape. The Dave Filoni quintessential album. The Dave Filoni EP. The da- Dave Filoni... The Dave Filoni, let me take every emotion that you didn't know you had and make you experience it. Make you experience it all within 90 minutes. Yes. So, Basically. yes, Tales of the Jedi is out. Tales of the Jedi is here. I feel like we just sat down and watched it. Yeah, we, we, we did. We finished it about 20 minutes ago because I if had to that. take a large dump. Yes. I had to take a Kong. And so. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm still digesting it and I'm still processing it mm-hmm. because there were. Two episodes in particular that made me uh, sit there with tears welled up in my eyes, wondering, did I really just watch this? Is this Star Wars? Am I am I dreaming? No, I feel like I definitely want to retake what I said last show, saying that this is it that I want for Clone Wars. I want more of this. And I hate to say that just because You're a it shell. wrapped up both of these arcs with these characters, and I get it. It was perfect in the end, but it was just so Good. This was adult Clone Wars. Not one piece of this would I say, well, other than the fact that it's animated in Star Wars, would I be like, this is definitely for kids. This was a lot darker in some cases than season seven. And each episode kept that tone. And and, and mm-hmm. let me just say, let me just say, we told y'all. We told y'all and you, you guys were like, oh, it's going to be too short. It's too short episodes. I won't get anything out of it. No. Don't you feel silly? Don't you feel stupid? Don't you feel a little ashamed? Because this was some of the most quintessential Star Wars content anybody could have ever asked for. It tied into movies that we did not expect it would tie into. 
It tied into TV shows we did not expect it would tie into. It tied into books that are no longer canon, but kind of canonized some pieces of it. And I just need to say, everybody, give a round of applause for the GOAT. We went and took Count Dooku, who was who was really just like a, an a, 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 B tier character, and elevated Count Dooku to S tier status. Mm. I, after this point, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, do the thing that I roast Jacob for all the time. I just saw a character in this new thing. It is now my favorite character to exist. Count Dooku is my new favorite Star Count Wars Dooku character right now. That was the best arc too. I will argue. Oh, I think I think as much as I love I the think, Ahsoka, I love Count yeah. Dooku more. Yeah. Uh, Count Dooku was really cool because it was brand new story that we've never seen before, and it was just like it was so heavy. It yeah. was tragic because it's um uh, what is it called? It's like dramatic irony because you know what's gonna happen to him. Which is really upsetting, but seeing the fact. Okay, so let's just we're gonna let's get into the Dooku let's arc. Just do it. Let's, let's just talk get about it, bro. So let's I was the last episode was definitely. We're not gonna start at the beginning. Who cares? Hell we're, no. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. The last episode, meat and potatoes. The the last when it started off with him going into the archives, deleting Camino. Accessing under the name Psycho-Diaz. And then at the end, him directly saying that it was him that commissioned the clone army. And it was him that killed Psycho-Diaz. Mm -hmm. He had him killed. We it, kind of got into that in the Clone Wars a little bit, but it was kind of vague and yeah. unconvincing. But now it's canonized. And now it is now it is is set in stone. Yeah, Count Dooku did this for Palpatine. Mm -hmm. It isn't like implied that he did it. It's now he did it. And the fact that all this was happening during the Phantom Menace. Oh my blew God. my mind because I, I, I always thought, yeah, I thought Dooku left the order well before Episode One even took place. Yeah, I thought I always thought it was in between Episodes One and Two that Dooku left the order. I I did. I mean, so I guess in that regard, it it shouldn't have surprised me that that Dooku got to talk to Qui Gon before. Qui-Gon perished. And Liam Neeson mm -hmm. voicing Qui-Gon? Never saw that coming. No. Mon Never in a million years. He opened his mouth and I said, oh! And it's super funny because everybody like craps on Liam Neeson for like, oh, you had this role and this role and this role. They're so deep. It's so intellectual. And Qui-Gon Jinn is Liam Neeson's favorite thing that he's ever done. Just because he was like, oh, it was fun. I uh, swung the laser sword and uh, <laughs> uh, I got cut. I got stabbed in the stomach. Um, no, Liam Neeson loves Star Wars, which makes me, he's literally the opposite of Harrison Ford. Um, yeah. But no, I, that was so cool. Count Dooku is now a character because before it was like, Count Dooku was just evil. Count yeah, Dooku Count was Dooku just was a Count villain. Poo -poo. He was a villain. <laughs> Count Kaka. He was just a villain. And now it's like, I actually empathize with Count Dooku's reasoning for turning to the dark side. It wasn't just... A, I always knew Count Dooku was unhappy with the Jedi Order, but to see in the first couple episodes of his arc specific instances and turning points in his life where he sees the corruption of the Senate, the corruption of the Republic, and how the Jedi are, as one of the Raxus guards tells him in the prison the lapdogs of the Senate mm -hmm. and Mace Windu is whether you like it or not, he is an example of, you know, we're following the rules. We're doing this when, when really Choices. Count Dooku kind of calls Mace Windu out. He's like, you only did this this way because for a promotion, yeah. you knew you were going to get on the council. And Mace Windu is like, 
nah, my brother in Christ, I did not know. But the difference between me and you is I follow the rules and you don't. So yeah, makes me I got the like spot. Guy. So Mace Windu is like the most passive aggressive character in Star Wars. He's like, he's always cutthroat in the most polite way possible. And I don't know if that makes me love him or hate him. I definitely, something I really enjoyed about Duke is, I guess, like, Fall, is that it's almost the same as Anakin, is that he knows what he's doing is wrong, but he's so far into it, he knows he can't go back. Like, the whole reason in the end why he goes back to the light is because he's like, I just can't, like, I've already done all this stuff. And that's why Dooku doesn't join Yaddles, because he realizes he's done all this. Even if he goes back to the council, they won't forgive him. They're not going to care. So he might as well go on with this grand scheme that he thinks will bring him. And, and it doesn't make it seem like he wants to betray Sidious in the end, because in the rule of two, you have to always overthrow the master. He resents Sidious for what he did to him, and that's why he wants Obi-Wan. And, and then on top of that, too... By the time of the Phantom Menace in that third episode of the Dooku arc, you have the whole Jedi Order looks at not just him, but his apprentice as these kind of weird, you know, um, kind of outcasts of the Jedi Order that are constantly coming up with crazy rumors and untrue things because they don't follow the Jedi Code like the council tells everybody to. Because Qui-Gon is exactly like Dooku in that regard. He does not do things by protocol. Mm -hmm. And, dude, I think that that's really what pushes Dooku over the edge, is is seeing his... he care, You see how much he cares about Qui-Gon. And seeing not just how Dooku reacts to his death, but, you know, even when he's still alive. Like, seeing the reaction from Jocasta Nu... Of like, oh yeah, everybody's talking about how crazy Qui-Gon is. The council thinks Qui-Gon is crazy because mm -hmm. he's your apprentice. Yeah. That that I think is what pushes him over the edge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I um <clears throat> forget completely and utterly what I was gonna say. Um Dooku going stupid in the first episode, completely oh, yeah. touching into the dark side. Oh, that was like I lost my mind. Everybody had their mouths dropped at the that The tension point. was so high. Mm -hmm. I actually was feeling the tension. And speaking of which, the, so those security guards had dope armor. Their armor was sick. I thought it was okay. I love like the two-piece helmet where it's like the cone on the top and then like the face mask. Make one. I should make one. Mm -hmm. Traffic cone. The security droids in episode <clears throat> two. Well, yes. Well, uh, mm -hmm. Episode three kind of was really cool too. Those were dope. I really... Because remember children... Tomorrow is Hasbro's fan panel, and uh, technically today, well, yeah, yeah. yeah today, today has the videos out. So, what if we got some Tales of the Jedi? Lose my mind, bro. That would be that would go. Lose my see, mind. Yak Face did post today that when Din Djarin takes off his helmet for the first time, like uh, in the Mandalorian, to like use the face scanner, and he's like, he posted a picture of that and said, "Me with all these pre-orders." Yeah, he said pre-orders this week. Mm -hmm. so, so, so they're gonna go crazy gonna go stupid tomorrow i got a bad I feeling so. about this um. i i'm just i'm blown away by how the storytelling and again 
I was I was I was hoping this would happen that it would have the awesome storytelling in these bite-sized chunks that 2003 Clone Wars had with the fantastic character building of the 2008 Clone Wars and they mm -hmm. took those those two things that are the best of those two shows and married them together perfectly. Mm, yep. Every single episode was good. There was not a single episode out of the six that I was like, meh, mm -hmm. not good. I think um, probably my favorite like shot, like just out of the entire show was when um, Dooku is about to go meet up with Sidious and then it shows it's a, just a wide shot and Yaddle walks to the left and Dooku walks to the right. And Yaddle's walking into the light, and Dooku's walking into the shadows. I'm like, yeah, mm, visual imagery. Yeah, peak. That was really, really satisfying. I mean, like, again, it, the Dooku arc just flushed him out in 30 minutes. They made a character that was already considered to be really cool, yeah, even better, and for you to relate to his struggle and understand why people hate the Republic and why. He did too. And now I understand why Dooku chose the Separatists. You know, now yep. I understand why Raxus. So in the second episode, the episode with Dooku and Windu, mm -hmm. that planet, Raxus, is where Padme goes to visit Mina Bonteri and Lux Bonteri in the Clone Wars. It's the Separatist capital. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought that was a super cool touch to tie everything in. It makes sense why Dooku would choose that as the capital for the Separatist Alliance because it's kind of where the idea all started for mm -hmm. the separatists. Yeah. And where that guy was trying to form his plan as well. Yeah. So then we mm -hmm. could end up doing Just, that. Uh, how about Padawan Qui-Gon though? He looked, they yeah. made that, that model looked like a young Liam Neeson. It really did. It perfect. It he was ripped too. too. Mm -hmm. I know you could see the chest definition. I was like, dang to, bro. My man it's has like, chest day five days a week. It's Qui-Gon Jim. They did Qui-Gon <laughs> <laughs> Qui-Gon Jim. Young Qui-Gon Jim. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I love that. I love that so much. I uh I really liked how like sadistic the senator was, though, because he was so consumed by his his power and his greed mm -hmm. that he he really thought with his ego that he could beat two Jedi. Mm -hmm. I know. And uh that's not the first time that we've seen senators with massive egos. We uh Senator I forget Senator Tucci, like the guy that she was under. Oh, I'm um, the chairman. Chairman, yeah. um, chairman, hawk nose, ah, blue man. <laughs> Damn, I wish I could remember his name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I got the same vibes from that episode as yeah. I did. Uh, yeah, arrogance. Yep. Yeah, it's and it was it was sad to see like the son of the senator was not even like that upset about being captured because he realized that this was the only way the people were going to get the senator's attention in order mm -hmm. to maybe get a good, a decent quality of life they're living in. Like, I was thinking of, like, Black Plague. I was like, thinking yeah. Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah, like, disgusting, <laughs> like, foul conditions. You know, um, right when the hobbits leave the Shire and they go to, like, the that little tavern. Yeah. Where they meet, like, I think his name's Rohan. I haven't watched Lord of the Rings in a Is, You mean after they get chased by the Ringwraiths? Yes. Okay, yeah. yep. Mm -hmm. And they're still being chased. That village, that's my. That's all I could think of. The Nazgul. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, dude, that... That whole everything about it, like the the, and even in that same episode, there was a there was a music piece that was very very similar to the Lord of the Rings theme. Yes, so <laughs> I, I I was getting that vibes. Also, there was a straight up dog. Dogs and dog, dogs are canon. Not dog, even like dog with long tail. Dog with long tail. It's like straight up box terrier. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it didn't it didn't not feel Star Wars. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, it, it was, it was like, oh, that's a different design, but it did not feel Star Wars. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, oh, dude, it just that whole episode blew me away, and to see like. I love the part where Dooku's like, so who are the kidnappers? And everyone in the bar stands up and then he realized, oh, They're all the, the whole village, mm-hmm. the whole village. Again, fantastic storytelling about like the oppression of the government. Dooku is somebody who wants to do the right thing and he falls into the wrong side. He falls into evil. And it's a kind of a tragic story of how like. He has good intentions. He just wants justice, not for himself, but for the galaxy, for the average person. He wants justice for everybody by slaughtering Yaddle. Yep. Dude, dude, poor Yaddle, bro. Yaddle, I teared up. I teared. I I never knew. I never cared about Yaddle, bro. I teared up in that moment, but it wasn't for Yaddle. It was for the fall of Dooku. Yeah. I, it was, it wasn't, I didn't give a. I don't care. I don't care about it. I still didn't. It was just like, it was, it was sad, but the saddest part, it's the same thing with Anakin. I'm not crying because the emperor is winning. I'm sad because this good person with good intentions is being manipulated to do evil things with the prospect of good. It's the same thing for Dooku. And that's, and then we see him in like episode two being like, yo, Obi-Wan, what if I told you, a Sith Lord was running your your show, was running your squad, your gang. And he's like, I don't believe you. He's like, definitely tried to tell you. Can we talk about Kiati Mundi's goofy ah hood? Why even wear it? Why even have a hood? My man kept it on after the ceremony. He got too. the hey dudes on his head, bro. <laughs> yeah. That was My man got a, bought a big old Sperry on his head when he woke up. Maybe he's having a bad hair day. <laughs> he said, I just got back from my planet doing what I have to do every year. <laughs> gotta keep this on. Gotta gotta breed these double-hearted people. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta keep the silky on. Keanu Mooney does wave check. <laughs> Plo Koon had a Clone Wars gauntlets on. Did anybody else notice that? Maybe it wasn't Clone Wars gauntlets because we know that his, um, his species can't exist off that planet without um, that mask on. So maybe there's something about those too. Well, it could be like a pre. In the I think Wars. it's a pre Clone Wars era. Like I don't think it's directly clone armor. I think it's Jedi armor because Obi Wan. They redesigned Obi Wan's armor in this show to look like it's just clone armor mm-hmm. that he's wearing. And there's other episodes in the Dooku arc that take place well before Episode Two, where there are multiple Jedi that walk by that have that same kind of gauntlet style. So maybe it's like Jedi battle armor mm. that they wear, you know? I didn't... One thing I noticed about the Phase 1 clone troopers was the fact that um their shoulder pads weren't rounded anymore. They kind of mm-hmm. go up and then All they right, angle bro. in and they're a lot bigger. Are we yeah. talking now, about this now? Yep, we're moving we're in going to... Through is Tommy going to nitpick the clone troopers every detail and difference? Not not negatively, but just make it, point out every difference. Sure. Why not, Thomas? Okay. The bottom half of the clone trooper armor matches that of the phase two clone troopers. Okay. I think that this was a purpose. I think purposefully they made the clone trooper phase one armor look more bulky to show the difference between the phase one and the phase two more visually, because we know the phase two armor is different. It's supposed to be lighter, more mobile. And I definitely got that vibe after seeing this armor, they changed the shoulder plates. They're not so sharp at the top. They are blocky almost. Mm-hmm. Um, the They don't have the big barrel chested, like round chests like they mm-hmm. do in the early seasons of the Clone Wars. That part is very 
akin to the later clones. Um, helmets looked about the same, I think, and yep. they had more detail on their back parts, a lot more, lot more akin to Attack of the Clones. And their undersuits, only on the Phase One, was more of like a tubing. It looked almost mm-hmm. um, than the just smooth undersuit that the Phase Two clones have. I um, I I like that it, it, it happened, but I, I'm not. They ruined Phase One armor just a little bit, in my opinion. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that kind of felt that vibe. I'm um, glad I'm not the only one. I I liked how my thing with phase one is I liked how compact angular. No, I liked how tight it looked. Yeah, it didn't look comfortable, but it like it looked sleek and it looked like just mm, off the mill shiny. This looks blocky. Yeah, it looked blocky. It it looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger was in each suit. (laughs) Like I don't know. I liked how thin and animated the phase one armor looked overly stylized no, i'll yes. give you that because in the new armor they look like power of the force action figures yeah 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 you, it was most was evident like, it was uh, most evident on rex um yeah yeah that that midsection was really thick yeah um but uh i guess it does make sense though because his phase two armor is just as thick and his phase two armor is soldered pieces of phase one armor on yeah. phase two armor so mm-hmm. For lore's sake, it makes sense. Jesse got name dropped. Yeah, that and was he was a shiny. Cool. That was pretty cool. Jesse, and they were all grunts. Yeah, so this was definitely season one and two of the Clone Wars um, mm-hmm. era, which was cool. Uh, I liked we got a little peek at Caleb Doom with yeah. uh, Depa Balaba in the training. We just kind of keep throwing him into everything at this point. Caleb Doom saw Ahsoka and said, "Oh no, she's hot." Oh. Yeah, she is. I really liked the connection to the episode as well where we did see the clones and whatnot of like how ahsoka pulls it all off in season seven of the clone yes. wars yeah that and how it really ends sad. at season seven that that one made me really upset yeah when finished, that made me really sad you <laughs> the camera no i didn't yeah you did yeah you no, did you keep you'd be, kicking the box you'd be bumping that john oh no no but at any rate no i that made me tear up at the end because that was really unfortunate yeah it made me the whole time i was like man i said at one point i was like this is the only way ahsoka was able to survive order 66 and then they were showing um i it was just the shot was her going through the hallway kind of like bottom up and then you could just see the season seven collar and yeah. i was like uh-oh and I was like, <laughs> yeah this isn't good so we got another perspective on just before they go out and face everybody and uh it made me very sad because it made me think of uh Victory and death. Anakin protected Ahsoka. The whole idea was that mm-hmm. he wanted to protect her even if he wasn't physically there. Because that's all ever Anakin wanted to do was save others from dying. Mm-hmm. So this fits Anakin's character perfectly mm-hmm. as well. You know? What did you guys think of Anakin's redesign? Because his face was definitely different. And I liked it. I thought it looked I thought better. It was okay. You thought it looked better? Once again, I wasn't a fan of how <laughs> it looked when it showed him when he was with his tunic. I think they should have just kept with the season seven model that they had. Um, it didn't, I, it just looked off. And I'm like, eh, I think, it. I think it looked, it is what it is. It looked great. That's the one I liked the most, actually the redesign. I, I, I think it was, um, what did you think of how Anakin's armor sits on him now? Uh, it for kind of like, it made him look big and buff. Like and it season just felt more natural, better. felt more it, natural. I mean, yeah, it made it look like, cause, it didn't just sit nice and tight to him. It mm-hmm. looked like actual yeah. pieces mm-hmm. of armor that were sitting over him. So, yeah, Ooh. I I would say I disliked it because it was different and I've grown up with something and I was used to it. Yeah. 
But um, it still looked good. I still liked it. It looks more like how the hot toy looks now. Yeah, yeah I agree. So true. Um, also, um, the armor. This is the difference. Um, the armor went down like completely to like a curve. It did it, in the early season of the Clone Wars. It kind of swoops up at the shoulders. Yes, this one mm -hmm. moves all the way down, kind of like how it is in Battlefront. Yeah, oh, so it kind of okay. dangles almost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not no, not like dangles. It just tapers with the shoulders. Yeah. Whereas in the uh, in early season of the Clone Wars, it goes down and it comes up a little bit at the shoulder so that way you can like, do this a little bit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it looked like a piece of armor that actually laid on his arm instead of being that yeah that piece up there. Mm -hmm. um, so I did like that. It actually looks, let's see, yeah, almost. Is it like this one? No, this one has the upward taper on it. They also gave uh, early Kaka. season Ahsoka a soft redesign as well. Yeah, her clothes were a little bit different. They covered her up on the top a little more. Sadly. Sadly, Sad she was 14. Bro, chill. She said she was 12. <laughs> she said she was 12. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, we need to talk about the Baby Ahsoka episode, though. Do we? Um, yeah. I d yeah, of course we do. Okay, the only listen. good part of that? The dogs. The, uh, the little fluffy the bears. The whatever those were. Loath panda bear dog loath panda things. Dog, bear. Whatever bear. it was. Loath things. bear. Cutest yeah. thing. I um, all that matters. Those things were so ugly. No, they weren't. <laughs> I can't wait to see the build a bears of those come out. <laughs> <laughs> Got the Star and terrorize Wars American the, children. The melon munchers. Melon. Right, 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 right. But um, no, I thought that was a good episode just because it kind of explains the origin of how they realized Ahsoka was the Jedi. Also, was um, really, I knew I knew that this whole series was gonna hit different the second one, and they didn't give that little uh, what was it called. The what, deer thing. The deer thing. Oh, a kaibuck. Yeah, when kai they didn't buck. get the kaibuck, the Disney treatment, and be like, bro. They're like, watch it die. And I was like, oh. They said, you must embrace death. You, my one year old, <laughs> my literal infant, watch this. Which, fun fact, a kaibuck is actually um, the animal that Yoda rides on in the Battle of Coruscant in the 2003 Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. So now that's officially a canon creature. And. Isn't that what he rides on, Kashyyyk? At fr uh, uh, no. At first, I had a moment there where I thought they were skinwalkers because yeah, they just stood up on their hind legs. And that was <laughs> Dude, one time, one time I was walking in the woods with Delilah and I was like, oh my gosh, look, there's some deer. And it stood up on its hind legs and went, oh, <laughs> it was eating from a tree. But regardless, oh, okay. regardless, I was like. It started speaking to Jacob in Latin. <laughs> That's how I'm at <laughs> Walk around the woods. It's dude, like, I know dude, you're real. I was driving home from school today and there's these two spots where I always see deer. And there, you know, I was, I drive past the first one. I'm like, oh, there's no deer there today. That's weird. And I go a little bit further and I'm just by the road and just see. And there I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> slowed down to like 10 Lights. miles an hour. <laughs> what if I want him to kill me? What if I want him to try? <laughs> <laughs> um so again though i really like how fleshed out the culture is of the tagrudas yes. and i like that the the color the shape the size of the montrals and leku was different for every individual tagruda i thought people. that was a really really cool design Zebra choice people. and it makes them seem <laughs> <Zebra people. laughs> no like what you're saying we're getting K 
character development and world building. That was the two biggest things we got from this and Andor. And we know that um, Ahsoka's father was an atheist and her mother was a religious person. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's true. That's facts. <laughs> this reminded me a lot of the um, the Village Bride episode of Visions. Oh, okay. With, okay. Um, that? Because there's the very hypertension of the religion is the spirit of the nature around them. Okay, um, I, I see. What so you're everything saying. comes from. Na- it's basically their way of boiling down the force to like other things, kind of like how people make the argument that Native American religions all kind of worshipped like the same god by calling it different things by all believing that there was a main spirit that yeah. guided them mm-hmm. and with hunting and in the woods. Monotheism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So connections, yeah. super cool, and dope. Um, and then in the final arc, <laughs> I mean, bro. We gave had a, her we the Obi Wan nice, v Maul Part Two treatment. We had a nice yeah. extended fight with Yaddle and Dooku on one hand, and then we had Samurai Ahsoka absolutely caps random Inquisitor. I think that fits though. That really does fit because the next time that we have we well not the next time we see her fight with lightsabers, but most recently what we have seen in the Mandalorian. She does adopt that the style of not being over flashy like what you see in the Clone Wars. She's been out of practice for a little while, but she's still a wise warrior. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. making calculated attacks rather than just like flourishing very quick. So question. This was something probably the only thing that I was not confused about, but I, I was having thoughts about for a while. So in the final episode yep. where we we have it, uh, Dave, a classic Dave Filoni move. We open up the last episode right after uh, we were getting emotional about seeing Ahsoka in her season seven garb um, and how Anakin protected her. Mm-hmm. Um, we open up to Padme's funeral on Naboo. Yeah. And we see Mon Mothma and Bail Organa in the crowd. Where and was Jar Jar? Jar Jar was dead. And um, we see Bail looks across, sees Ahsoka, and he says to Ahsoka, you couldn't have saved either of them. Do you think he's referring to Anakin and Padme? Yes. Okay, okay. And now, so in that case then, does Ahsoka think Anakin is yes. dead yeah. until she meets Vader? Or she's always had the hunch that Vader was Anakin? No, it's, she thinks he's yeah. dead because there's the vision that she gets in the temple that alludes to the fact that okay. he's Vader. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's when she realizes it. So she thinks Anakin died in Order 66. Okay, and that I don't makes think sense. I don't think Bale knew that he was still alive. I think that it might have been one of those situations where they both thought they both came to the same conclusion, but not the same way, because Bale had to have known why Obi-Wan went to Mustafar. Yeah, true. He didn't know that Obi-Wan went to Mustafar, though. He had to have, because then they had Anakin's children. Yeah, but he just brought Padme. He didn't say from where. I'm Bro, with Tom. Man. We get into the weeds on this. Well, because Obi-Wan took Padme's starship and whatnot when he left. Yeah. He, I feel like he had to have known. So they came to the same conclusion. I mean, everyone came to the same conclusion. Anakin's dead. Mm-hmm. That's where they're at, you know? And it, again, it was very, very sad to see just exactly how they were reacting. Mm-hmm. And to see again, I love that interaction with the shock troopers in Bail Organa. Yeah, because I feel like that's the same spiel that... Uh, Organa's giving Obi-Wan in Kenobi that we see as well. Mm-hmm. Is that like, yes, even though you were a Jedi and you're upset about what happened and your order's destroyed, you still have an obligation to help people because you can. You don't just idly sit by and 
like mope and complain when we can do something to fix this still. Yeah. Because he still has hope when everybody else is trying to lose it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the final episode was very different from the book. Very, very different from the Ahsoka book. See, I never read the Ahsoka book. It's a very good book, but it's just completely not canon. And I don't, I don't, I don't have any ill feelings towards Dave Filoni for changing or altering the, the, or retconning anything that happened in that book because Ahsoka is his character. Yeah. Yeah. And his character, no, no offense to the author of the book because I'm sure it's a fantastic book, but at the end of the day, if we're, if the, we know that the stuff on screen is the primary source of Canon for star Wars and that trumps everything else. Mm -hmm. So we know for me, it's like, anything's fair game mm -hmm. if they want to make something from a book canon if they don't the, the one thing that they kept canon from that book was that she went to a farming planet and that she changed her name to ashla those were the two things that they really kept canon. yeah and the fact that somebody let slip that she was a jedi after rescuing them or saving them or helping them she really then, could have just not said anything <laughs> and just stand by let, let them die she she stopped that girl from dying and that's how she yeah. found. And then that stupid brother snitched. Oh, total Cyril Karn moment. I hate white men. God. Exact same connection <laughs> that you'll see in the episode of Andor. People are obsessed with just loyalty to the Empire because it won't get them in trouble. And that the Empire provides all the security mm -hmm. to them. As long as you're okay with mm -hmm. it and you don't question it. Yeah. And then my man showed up and absolutely firebombed the entire farming village. Yep. Everybody is dead. Also, did you notice that his lightsaber sound was Kylo Ren's lightsaber crackle yep. and not the normal? Yeah. That was, it was nice. dope. Um, nice. I really liked that Inquisitor design. Oh. I really liked it. It was like a witch doctor, like a like a yeah. black plague. Reaper from Overwatch. <laughs> I'm kind of upset we didn't get to see more of him, to be honest, because I thought there would be something just because, like, Yoda makes the whole spiel before that, like, yes, Jedi have lightsabers, but they're not a real warrior unless they can use the Force. So, in my assumption... I had thought we would get something like that. I was like hoping what Jacob that, was saying, yeah. Ahsoka evolves to show her new fighting style because she even goes from like mad at first with the clenched fist to being relaxed and like understanding to making calculated moves. Mm -hmm. She's becoming a new character in that sense. The so, only reason why I, I don't say that it's too connected to what we see in the Mandalorian though is because we do see her fight style in Rebels, which is exactly how she fights in Clone Wars. True. So that's the only reason why I'm like a little bit iffy on it but it's just to show that ahsoka is a well-weathered extremely skilled warrior and this dude is just kind of like in this eh. instance though there was a lot more arrogance from this inquisitor yes. than somebody like maul or somebody like vader or the later inquisitors and rebels this was somebody who really thought they were going to kill ahsoka tano really easily had their guard way down there was mm -hmm. to them this was going to be quick and simple and they yeah. weren't expecting Ahsoka to fight the way she did. Mm -hmm. That's what I think it came down to. I wish we got to know who the Inquisitor was. I, I agree. He's listed in the credits as Inquisitor. If you didn't catch that. He's not like, a, it doesn't say what brother or anything like that. Just Inquisitor. I, um, I thought it was going to be Bear Sophie. No, I don't think that. But like, I was hoping that we were going to get to see who the Inquisitor was. And then I was also hoping that we were going to get to see Ahsoka take the lightsaber and make it her own and uh, purify, and the, purify blood the crystals, crystals. maybe yeah. that's something that we're just going to see in the ahsoka show maybe that's that Tales of the jedi point. season two because then why explain all these concepts when you're about to do a whole show on ahsoka tales of the jedi becomes a yearly thing three episodes focus on ahsoka between clone wars and rebels and the other three focus on another jedi 
you know, this is interesting. Um, you heard it here first. This is a really good way, though, to bring Ahsoka into Andor as the what? organizer of the rebels and the cells together because we just saw <laughs> Bale. Did what? Obi Wan happens what? Five years before uh, Andor, is that right? Something like that. So five years before Andor, the rebellion starting. They have a network of cells that is set up. That is said in Obi-Wan. They have the path. Bale just went and recruited Ahsoka. How many years after Order 66? She doesn't look much older. No. It's, it's maybe been a year or two. It's maybe been a year or two. It is. I think it is so possible for us to get a mention of Fulcrum or see Ahsoka in, maybe, in Andor. Maybe we'll, really maybe it's more likely we'll see her in Bad Batch Season 2. Mm -hmm. Because this is establishing where Ahsoka is during the time of the first season of the Bad Batch. True. And there's a time jump between Season 1 and 2 of the Bad Batch. That's already been stated by Lucasfilm. Yeah. So... This probably will be the way that we tie Ahsoka in without having an episode of Bad Batch where we just look at Ahsoka and see this kind no, of stuff. Because that would make sense. Because what are you going to do to Gunji? You know? Yeah, right. Like, are they just going to find him and be like, like it would make sense if Ahsoka Bye, buddy, was in hope that you find your sense. Dad. Exactly. Can't wait to see Gunji die. No. He definitely won't if they brought him back. My, my Star Wars love no, child. He definitely die. will. Because if, if Gunji's still alive, then where is he in Rebels? Why isn't he helping the he's, rebels out? He's a. Uh, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? He's there. He's on Kashyyyk with Tarful. A lot of what ifs. If if he's on Kashyyyk with Tarful, then why isn't he in Jedi Fallen Order? Because he's on another part of the planet. He's sleeping. He's taking a nap. Mm. He's yeah. shooting up heroin. Looking for the one piece. <laughs> <laughs> he's snorting lines of Kashyyykian cocaine on mm. on the Kashyyyk on blow. The <laughs> Jeez. He's shaking bacon, Kashiki, and meth. All right. For the dragonflies right. of Kashik. Wookenberg. <clears throat> so I did I I just want to keep going back to the Dooku because everything about the the Dooku episodes to me was just so freaking cool. I liked how Dooku is in the in the Mace Windu episode, he's defiant of the Jedi Order, but he's still generally following the rules. But there again, he there's a difference between Dooku in the first episode where Dooku only draws his lightsaber in defense like a Jedi should. And then when he decides to force choke, it's when he realizes that the way of the Jedi is not going to solve this problem. People, more people will die if he doesn't like, I mean, the Senator just said he's going to burn whole villages. Exactly. You know, that, that he, that if he doesn't take action, bro, when he said like, that, I was like, this corruption must be eradicated. My bad, my bad. And um, in the second episode, though, Dooku draws his lightsaber first. He starts the encounter. You mm -hmm. know, he, I mean, yes, he's suspecting something going on and he's sure of it, but he draws his lightsaber before anyone else makes any move against him. Yeah. So that, to me, shows a difference even in that short span of time. Mm -hmm. And um, then in the third episode, we see Dooku go off the deep end after after Qui-Gon passes. And for me, I, I thought Yaddle's character was something that should definitely be commended because she, first of all, she talks like a normal person, um, which interesting, interesting. Um, but she sympathizes with Dooku. She steps down from the Jedi council. Mm -hmm. She wasn't a council member after we saw her in the Phantom, like immediately after we saw her in the Phantom Menace, she steps down because she hears Dooku out. She doesn't think he's crazy. Like the rest of the order has made him out to be. And 
she agrees that the council's cautiousness ha- and, and lack of belief in Qui-Gon Jinn has brought his death. And, mm. and I think it's very sad to see that she genuinely cares about Dooku and that's why she follows him. Not to see what he's up to. She genuinely cares about this guy. And to see that he makes the heart, he makes a difficult call when he kills her. You can see how much it pains him to yeah. do that initially. But then when she crawls <laughs> out of the door, and he's yep. just like, "There's, there is no hesitation. Dude. There's only resolve." <laughs> when I thought the door crushed her, and that's how she died. Our, our reaction, yeah. <laughs> our reactions were all just <laughs> jaw agape. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I haven't sat on the edge of my seat with my jaw slack that much, and, like for any Star Wars property, like and across a couple episodes. Like this was really good. It, yeah. Seriously, like it. The whole thing blew me away. And Palpatine manipulating Dooku, mm-hmm. and seeing Dooku just kind of, mm-hmm. like Jacob said, I have no choice. Mm-hmm. This is just oh spoilers by the way. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hey, guys, if you haven't seen Tales of the Jedi yet, make sure to skip to the end of the video here. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, I I feel feel like like, I mean, overall thoughts, overall thoughts, S tier show. Wait a minute. Jackson can actually rate this because he's seen the whole thing. Jackson, what's your what do you rate Tales of the Jedi? No, it's an amazing show. Absolutely. The only episode I don't care about the first one. I really don't. No. I mean, I like that it gives us genuine world building into Ahsoka's species and cultural things as well. But compared to the action, the elements, and the story that we got in the other episodes, that's the only one I don't care about. I'll okay. take. Everything I'll take. was perfect. I'll take. Loved it. Would watch Here's it again. My hot take. We'll watch it again. Here's my hot take. Tales of the Jedi better than Bad Batch season one. Oh, that's not even a hot take. That's far better. That is incorrect. But Tales of the Jedi is on par with Clone Wars for me. Mm -hmm. Tales of the Jedi is on par with Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot more I could say, but I'm probably forgetting because, again, we just watched it. Yes. So if you want to hear more thoughts about Tales of the Jedi, we'll probably talk about it if we remember anything in our weekly episode. But you should join our Discord. The Discord. Yeah, we have a nice nice channel channel right there. Where everybody's talking about Tales of the Jedi right now because um, it just came out. It's fresh in everybody's heads. Everybody's having a nice meaty discussion about it. So if you want to talk to some nice, polite, young or old fellas, um, make sure that you join the Discord. If you want to, if you want to talk to children, Lucas, Lucas, (laughs) Lucas film, Lucas film, more of this, please. More of this, please. More stuff. It doesn't have to be called Tales of the Jedi. More of this. Mm -hmm. I want more. Give, maybe give sequel me, trilogy era of this. Maybe um, <sighs> maybe what happens with Obi-Wan and Anakin between episode one and two. Maybe Tales of the Jedi with three episodes of Ahsoka, three episodes of Annie Obi. Uh, mm. Would be interesting. Tales of the Jedi, three episodes of Annie Obi, three episodes of uh, Yoda with Dooku. No. Tales of the Jedi, six episodes of just fives, seven episodes of just five, five episodes of five, five episodes of zero, the hut, five episodes, (laughs) stinky, tales of the stinky, tales of mama, no, but where, where's stinky at, fella is in the movie and then he's nowhere else, Jabba ate him, 
Probably. Probably, actually. Java ate him. Meepa Donkey Muffkin. You're grounded. <laughs> You're grounded. <laughs> Zero probably shot it. <laughs> Zero probably. What the <laughs> <laughs> Um, If you had to pick any Jedi you would want, other than Annie Obi, that you'd want to see if they did more of this style, who, what Jedi would you choose? Plo Koon. Plo Koon. Um... Yoda. I want to see Yoda young. I want yeah. Mace Windu. No. I want Ray and Finn. So now we're just choosing anybody. I want. Well, apparently, did you? I guys want Yariel Poof. I want Opo Ramsisis. Mm-hmm. I want Eve Koth. Apparently, there's a movie in the works right now by James Gunn. Yes. That's yeah, we did see that. Allegedly. That's allegedly utilizing sequel era characters like Ray and Finn, but we're not going to talk about that until t- tomorrow's, tomorrow's episode. episode. So make sure you want to ta- hear us talk about what we think that's going to be about. Make sure that you are subscribed to the 1313 podcast. You leave a like, you leave a comment, let us know what you thought about Tales of the Jedi, whether you liked it or not, and uh, whether you want a Tales of the Jedi season two. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode, this special episode of the 1313 Podcast. Yes. We thank you guys for making it through with us. Uh, we actually had a decent discussion, a nice, long, decent it's discussion. It's very good. We made a bonus episode. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Follow us on Discord. Join the Discord. Uh, support us on Patreon if you want to win that Lego Advent Calendar that is going to be given away on November 1st. So... If you want to win that, make sure that you are in the Gungan Boss tier. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. See you guys tomorrow. Goodbye, Goodbye, everyone.